Hey guys, thanks for tuning into my station. Um, for this upcoming podcast, I have two good friends of mine joining in uh, as my guest, um, Adrian Schmidt and Jake Wright. And we're going to talk about a YouTube video that we recently watched. It's called Optimistic Nihilism. And um, it's on a channel called Kurt's Gazette in a Nutshell. I think that's how you pronounce it. But you guys should check it out first and then come back to the, this podcast or basically just listen in because we're going to be talking about that video and our opinions about it and I guess here and there we um, you could say we deviated a little bit but nonetheless it's still going to be a great podcast so thanks for tuning in and I'll follow back up with you right after thanks your first thought is aliens yeah no there's, <laughs> there's for sure how can you not think that there's other life out there right why why not, right? I agree. We can't not? be. Yeah, there could be life out there, but would they have the same consciousness as as, as we do, right? I just yeah. How do you think about <clears throat> that's that's like watching that? Just like I perceive it as like yeah. If if people watch this video, it's 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 literally like how could you not see that our life? Not necessarily it's meaningless, but more or less like. It's, it's it's all just like a we do a have blip, a, a blip yeah yeah universe. we we have such it's, a small part yeah in everything it's like meaningless in the scope of things but it doesn't mean it has to be meaningless like to you essentially yeah or it's, the only meaning to you is your life i just want to say really quickly right now carlos the feeling that you're getting right now of like overwhelming like wow oh my god like realization that feeling is what i get full time when i'm on mushrooms seriously that 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 feeling that feeling becomes my reality when i'm in a mushroom trip and it's the most like eye-opening it's so intense wait beautiful. what's what's the feeling describe the feeling of like how this is all just like a playground and you know all the small things don't matter and you can really do whatever you want like that feeling times a million is what i got when i was on mushrooms like, we're in a sandbox and we get to create whatever you want yeah or... that's i can't describe it any other way than what i just that, did that the small things don't matter or that the things that you perceive as large things are actually small things both like that's that every 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 feeling I've had of anxiety, like oh I'm scared that I'm not gonna pass this test, I real like that that feeling is a not a dumb feeling, but it doesn't need to. It's you know a, what I mean? It has no value. Feeling, yeah. It has no value. I gave it value, but that feeling actually has no inherent value. Like, well, it, such a good point. It's it's matters in the moment that is happening. That's your experience, but like the moment it's. The moment it stops being your experience, the moment you're not in the present, it's no longer applies to your life anymore, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So, see, yeah, I, that's, I, that's so deep, because, like... <laughs> I'll try these, by the way. Not, not, not only that, too, because, like, it's, 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 it's just... The, everything... That's where people forget, like, you have to live in the moment, but it's also good to plan ahead. Well, it's, yeah, it's hard. Well, the, Bo- the Buddhist thing, right, is like uh, present-mindedness. Yeah. Well, just the idea that suffering, suffering, uh, the only thing responsible for suffering is the pre- is the past and the future. Yeah. So, like, like the only like things you dwell on, like things that aren't tangibly happening now, like, like any memory you have doesn't exist anymore. Like, re- like. Anything that's ever happened to you in your life, like that's gone. 
Yeah, it'll never forever. happen again. Your life will never have the exact same moment again, right? And like, even in that sense, your memory of it will always be unreliable, an unreliable source. It's right? gonna fade. It'll never be. But not not even fade. It like yeah, fade like in detail and stuff. And then even like the way uh, you can put like rose-colored lenses on everything, like. Have you ever had like a bad time in your life that like years later you look back at nostalgically, you know? And you're like, like a relationship. And you're like, man, that was doesn't like, have to be a relationship. Time. Could it be other memories? It's just like, yeah, it's like it's like yeah. any time like being at like a job and there's like it's a few months that were just like horrible, and then like you look back a few years later and you're like, that was like a cool time. Like I'm glad that time happened, but it's like that's how I feel about Whole Foods, honestly. But, but, in, that, <laughs> but in that moment, it was like, no, that was like the biggest piece of shit ever. Yes. Like, <laughs> so it's like you can't the biggest piece of shit. You can't rely on the past to to dictate who you are now. Like you can accept that your experiences have made you who you are, but I don't know. Defining yourself by your past is like really limiting in that way. I guess. Yeah, I guess on that too. Like you, you kind of with the whole like idea of creating your life the way you want it. It's 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 the concept of um, whatever you put your your mind to it. You give that whether it be fear, anger, happiness, you give it meaning or, or, or purpose. So if you let it affect you in a way, that's how your reality is going to be like. Right? You're, you're ascribing something with zero value to value of anger or happiness or jealousy or insecurity. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like you're yeah. boosting it up to a value. It didn't have one when it existed. You gave it one. So in a way, you're pretty much creating your your, your habits, your choices. You're creating your viewers your too. In yeah. my opinion, that is all of existence. Is that all of existence is at zero, uh, as far as we know, and then we give it a one, two, three. We give it a value. Of this is makes now, and then we give it a one, two, three. We give it a value. Of this is makes me happy. This makes me sad. Okay. I hate this. I love this. Yeah, yeah. Really started this thing off at a hundred. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just started at all of existence. Where are no, we left to go? Why not? Because like. <laughs> We could, I don't know, I feel like we could even debunk the whole theory of religion. Or is that a heavy subject to talk about? No, <laughs> you're like, gonna debunk religion. Though. No, because... That's something you cannot debunk religion. We're gonna figure no, it out. No, because, like, for me personally, the way I see religion now, because, like, I was born a Catholic, right? I was raised to be a Catholic. Oh, and, and, you know... Me too. I was, I was raised to go to, to, to go to Sunday school, attend Mass and everything. But now, ever since starting a job, that's where I lost the whole perception of... Um, not necessarily it's meaning, but it's like, why, right? There was one movie my religion teacher taught me. He was a priest, and uh, it was called, the movie was called Simon Birch, right? And uh, I don't know if you guys watched that movie. No, uh, I may have heard of it, though. Basically, it's where it's this, like, little guy, you know, you know, people thought of him, like, what's his place in the world, right? He's not necessarily a midget, but, like, he's, like, he's, he's not deformed either, but, like, everyone looks down on him. Because he's this guy. Because basically, it's in a small village. Physically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so physically look down. On him. <laughs> they they physically. Yeah. So, well, because he's a, he's a, he's a small kid, right? Basically, basically this, this whole village, right? Small town where everybody everyone knows everybody. What does and, a small town look like? Like what country does it look like? It's like the Amazon. Getting really involved in this. You know the movie. Know. You, know, you know the movie Get Out. <laughs> okay. So yeah, like, it's that kind of same setting. Okay, every, okay, everyone okay. was Caucasian. <laughs> Everyone went to the same church. Oh, is it like that a Catholic one church? Movie? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> the, the, the point, the point I'm trying to get to is because I, the, what, I from what 
I got from the movies that everybody in the cult community is taught to go to church, right? Respect the church and, and follow religion, right? right. Whereas Simon it says, uh, <clears throat> he brought the meaning of what the Bible's trying to teach you, where it's like, if God's ever all loving, right? Why do you have to be physically at this one place to show your faith in him and whatever? Why can't yeah, you why be... do you need to go to a building? Exactly, why can't you be at home yeah. praying and whatever, right? And, um... Is that movie called Simon Says? No, no. <laughs> Simon Preach. Is he, uh... So is, is like, the lesson here effectively, um, religion is what you... It's like a personal journey, and it shouldn't be... It like... is a personal journey, but from what I'm gathering it, like, as I aged... Because this... I, I, I watched this movie when I was in grade 9, so it's about, like, 13, 14. But as I aged on into my late teens, I, uh... From what I gathered is that... Since I started working a lot, I didn't necessarily go to church anymore. I didn't. I saw going to church more of as like something to appease my parents to say, "Hey, this is what we're supposed to do," you know. Because it was important to you to make them yeah. happy about like, it. Like even now too, I'm still a Catholic. I still believe you know there's a God, but like you don't have to be in. You don't have to go to specifically go to church or whatever, right? And then there's also this other side of me, whereas. I view religion as something people to turn to, as like when they're getting closer towards death. There's, that's why when you go to church, you see a lot more elderly people, because yeah, I'm not, you, I'm, not I'm not saying religion is an escapism for for you know try not it's not, a tool. Yeah, try not to accept death as it is. So I don't know. Hoping. I think I think some people definitely do do that. Yeah. Or like yeah, I think so too. I don't know, think they're taking advantage of the system or whatever, you know? It's like, oh, I'll, I'll repent for the last five years of my life. Yeah, it's like you wait for things to get really shitty before you're like, oh, okay, I'll, I guess I'll... <laughs> I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that either, yeah, but like... Yeah. A friend of mine were... Me and my friend of mine were having a conversation about religion a while back. And at some point, he threw out the comment that, like, Christianity and Catholicism is like a death cult, basically. Like, it worships the idea of an afterlife. It doesn't have any appreciation, really, for where you're at right now. The focus is never where you're at right now. It's what's going to come later. And I think that was very interesting. I think a lot of primary religions are, quote-unquote, death cults, in a sense. Well, there's a lot of... They really glorify it. There's just a lot of stuff that gets really lost in between in the messages. But, like, it's all... There's a lot of stuff that's in there. Like, every religion, you can find the same basic fundamental stuff that rings true yeah even even you know and people who don't necessarily believe in anything there's still a lot of stuff that rings true it's just in a lot of the lessons they get taught that gets lost in like in translation or whatever just in the way they're uh presenting it i, th- I think that's cool because like what you were saying about that like film because i was i went to i uh, my dad was a pastor yeah and uh so i went to church I had like the exact same feeling of like, like I remember churches just like, since I was little, just feeling like there was this like, like I could get behind the idea that there is something larger than this, and there or there is something like uh, bigger or more like you know, but just looking at the setup of it and all the people and like the way the people acted, like there would be so much drama and stuff in like church circles and stuff oh and it's like, like Vita said the same thing like her church circles insane drama yeah it's so and like I don't know there's so much pettiness that I was just like this is such like an empty uh this feels like such an empty endeavor to like come here and like 
and like read these read these things over and over like something like every year it's like the same stories over and over and i don't feel like i'm gaining anything more from it it's just like because they do read the same passage over and over yes yeah, like it's like it's like you just random material because you have nothing else to say i think it's because the of. average churchgoer like their goal isn't to find some greater purpose with god or complete this journey their goal is to just like use this church this religion as an excuse to be a part of a community because that's just like human human need it's human yeah. need to be I mean, part of community and, and i mean that is also a big part of religion though like that is like one of the biggest parts of religion is to like you know take care of each other and to like be compassionate towards one another so like in that sense if i like if i could believe that people were just there to like hang out and like actually just have a good time with each other i could believe that but like I don't know. But what I don't get though is like, why did you have to teach fear with it as well too? Like, if you're gonna, if I don't know if it's just Christianity or Catholicism where they teach you like, oh, if 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 you're bad, you're gonna go to hell. Yeah. Or is there other religions like? Yeah, that I too can't or? I can't speak to other religions, but I know that is for sure like a thing. Like, I know I don't like the idea that like uh, a lot of Christianity or sex of it like all, like there's a big theme of kind of like more so than others i guess where it's like human beings are essentially like unworthy as like an existence essentially and like the only way you can be deemed as like a redeeming uh, yourself yeah yeah the only way you can live a full uh like like prosperous life is via you know putting your faith in god but it's like without that you are just like you're like uh nothing essentially or because like like every every single like um, every single song like that gets sung before it's just like like we are nothing compared to you and stuff <laughs> and like I remember like hearing that stuff and being like well, yeah 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 Jesus. I mean like, I feel pretty good like I don't know, I don't know about you but I feel good <laughs> I think it's like that fucking sucks I think it's I think <laughs> I it's because at some point down the line of the creation of religion humans realize that fear tactics are a great way to control people and they still are to this day there are a lot of things that you will not do just in the fear of being caught by the police or whatever it's just a great way to control human beings and it's just human behavior to want to control other human beings so putting fear tactics in religion was just a result of more of this just makes sense that that would happen it makes all the sense but from like what I grabbed from it, it was like you have to be this this ideal perfect human being where you're all loving to your brothers and sisters. It's insane, right? Yeah, not not even. I'm pretty sure not even. I'm not. I'm not saying the priest is not. Well, was it? The wasn't time. like? <laughs> I was gonna say, wasn't like? Isn't there like a lot of Catholicism like a big thing where you can just like sin a bunch and then be like sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then like sorry. Sorry. <laughs> and then, then and then they're like you're good all right you're forgiven <laughs> yeah. this is my sense it, for the week i like there's i haven't heard anything like that except in like the catholic church yeah, yeah. Is, like, my very basic understanding of catholicism yes if you if you confess it to like like I a always thought, religious figure yeah oh, kill the bad yesterday so like, <laughs> like, i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's, like, no, no, I can't take it seriously for those kinds of reasons. Like, I feel like there's just so much more to the meaning of everything than this thing that humans actually created. Humans created this, this whole idea. But I like the idea of, like, there's a greater being idea uh, out there because, yeah, I'm a man of science, too. Like, I like to prove everything, like, everything. Like, there can't be this one thing that just started creating life, right? I like the idea of proof that this thing came to be because of this and this yeah right? but the idea of a great being out there just, excites you yeah because like Me if, too. You, if you think about it though like what did kick off yeah sure there's the big bang but like what did kick off 
that, right? Singularity, right? Where... Well, I mean, like, saying there's something greater, like, implies a greater being or whatever because of religion, right? But, yeah. like, there is no real reason. There is no real reason. Like, if this is all faith-based, and there's no reason whatsoever that you should have to prescribe to a religion to believe in something, you know? Because, like... Uh, when you tell when you talk about something greater, it could come in the form of like anything. It doesn't have to be like a dude in the I was, clouds I was or whatever. Say, it can't it's be like... like a humanoid face because humans are just like one type of species that happen to evolve in a very specific thing on Earth. If you like a greater being, wouldn't be bound to Earth rules. It wouldn't be bound no, to no, a human no. face, no, eyes, yeah. nose. Like it would be like uh, like way more complex. Yeah, than not not even it. that though. It doesn't even have to be like a being itself. So, yeah. like like what I like. That's true. When you put it in that sense, I think of it more as like if I had to pinpoint it down, it's it's the concept of hope, right? You're hoping for this, or not necessarily. It keeps praying. you going. It's, yeah, I think it's human instincts to have that. I think it's human instinct to find something greater than you to keep you going, to keep you surviving. That's well, I think there kind of like is like in the sense like a lot of uh, like atheists or whatever, agnostics or whatever, like. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of those people that are still very spiritual people, and they are in the sense that, like, they are aware, they are, like, acutely aware of how, like, uh, they're, uh, they are, like, a segment of the universe, and, like, at the entire universe is made up of all the same things, we've all come from the same starting point, essentially, you know? So, like, all the energy of the universe is flowing in and out, in and out of you, essentially, and, like, in that sense, not only not only is there a larger thing it's the whole thing like it's everything and you're a part of it so like it's not so much that there's this greater being beyond you it's that you are a part of this greater uh existence like you are a cell in the body of like the universe essentially isn't that sort of a philosophy in buddhism that like you are god you are the universe like you're a part of god if if god it's the same thing with catholicism too that's why they say you're the brother and sisters of christ or whatever right right so if the deity figure Uh, because you're like kind of like descendant of like yeah 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 yeah. if if the deity figure is the universe quote-unquote then we're all just we're all obviously a part of it that's not a question so does that make us like part of the deity quote-unquote well or so to speak rather yeah i mean like i don't know you can call it whatever you want but it's like you are a part like the fact that you are your own person with your own body doing your own things it feels like an illusion to make you like an illusion that makes you feel as though you're disconnected from everything but like that couldn't be less true like right you're not different than that plant like you're yeah in the sense yeah in the sense you you have as like so many needs the same as other things like not even other people but like other people the most obviously and it's like the reason people oh excuse me (laughs) the reason people like desire being together so much and stuff like it's it's not like there's obviously a reason that community is so important and like why connection is so important and like I don't know, like... We look for a deeper meaning into it. Yeah, like, imagine a person that had never met someone before. Like, I can't even imagine what that person looks like, or, like, what they would act like. Like, imagine someone who just had never... Like, someone that grew up, like, with feral... Like, a feral child? No, like... That was raised by wolves, for example? Just had, like, 
not even wolves, someone who had never been in contact with anything. Just grew up, like, on a beach somewhere, no living things. Like I think that's a movie. I, I feel like that's a movie. But it's, like, <laughs> it's probably a husk of a person, like, yeah. I can't, like, it has, because, like, the only thing... They have nothing to go off of. Yeah. But themselves. Yeah, exactly, which is... They Would they have emotion... Right? Like, I mean, yeah, they'd have like. I think they'd have emotions, but be, like totally beyond like anything they could understand. You know? But like the whole ethics and morals are just out of the window. Ethics, morals are just general understanding, like a general self perception, even. Like, yeah. you know, they're just. I, I think it's like nature and nurture. There will be no nurture. They'll just be a person who's just instinct driven, so they'll like find any re- way to survive. But like, that's as far as complex their being will be. They're just going to be a thing that tries to survive. They yeah, won't exactly. understand like logic or human contact or communication, morals, yeah. laws, anything. Like with that notion, though, like, in, in I know in Catholicism and I don't know if it's in Christianity as well too, but they say that God has a plan for you, but he's he's given us, he or she has given us uh, free will, right? So, but the they idea, contradict. yeah, exactly. How can you have free will if he already has a plan set out for you? Or does that whole theory of like the multiverse kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, you're that one person, but each decision you make, like traverses into the different multiverse, and like that's that's your exactly like One of those statements is not true. I really think it's as simple as that. Either you do have free will, or something has a plan for you. There's no like in between, right? Well, there's that. Uh... Oh, what's it called? There's like the uh, that di- like division of philosophy of free will called uh, oh fuck <laughs> determinism. Okay. That's, okay. You know where it's like uh, I think it is deterministic. Yeah, I probably have no idea what I'm talking about. It's like <laughs> I'm like pulling this secondhand for other things. I but think I know what you're. Referring essentially, to. like in that same sense of like that husk of a dude, it's like maybe he has free will. Like, okay, sorry, like, that guy is probably the epitome of, like, true free will or whatever, you know? Someone who has no other perception than his own to rely on. But, like, the second you're, uh, I think we've talked about this before, where it's like the second you interact with somebody or something, uh, they've affected your course indefinitely, you know? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, no, matter yeah. What, no matter what happens, something you say to someone or something they say to you, something, anything that happens to you... Ow. As soon as you interact with anything that is not you. Yeah, any way you're interacting with the world is immediately changing the course of your uh, fate, you know? So, like... And because you're interacting with people and objects literally every moment of your existence... Yeah, so your like, free will or whatever can only be dependent on your environment, in which case your environment is shaping your life. Yeah, so... So that's why, like, most people that grow up, let's say, in a single-parent household, they are less likely to get good education, less likely to, or more likely to commit crimes, etc., like that sort of thing. Because you are just, for the most part, what what we've seen throughout all of human history is that, for the most part, you are a product of your environment. Well, I had this, like, thought once. I don't know. This is gonna go in a long thing. I don't know. (laughs) So, like, I I had this idea of, like, of just, like... I think I watched this movie or something, but like I came out of it feeling like uh, no matter how well you know somebody and like how close you connect to somebody, how much you find out about another person's life, you're never going to have a full idea of who they are, like ever. Because like no 
no person in the world has uh, a perspective of another human being while they're alone or like while they're doing things by themselves or inside their head you know like no other human being knows what it's like to be another human being yeah they never will so i thought like so my first thought was like if that's the case then you know no matter how much you love someone or no matter how close you get to someone there's always going to be a barrier where like you can't understand them on like a basic fundamental level of them being their own person you know Mm -hmm. where it's like because their brains are just wired differently than you. yeah and it's like maybe in like and they forever will because they've just had different memories yeah and it's in such an intangible way that it's not even something they that like a person could be aware of to even express it to somebody you know it's just how they are it's just what they know to be yeah but so it's like in that sense my first thought was like i guess everyone is separate and everyone is like forever going to be uh on different islands yeah and all and we can do is try and get as close as possible and i thought about that for and like and i was like man that sounds like fucking depressing and i realized like if you know the fact is that we're all part of the universe and everything is true like that is objectively true we're all like pieces of the universe essentially then like the fact that we have these uh like prescribed identities that are specifically us that can only be understood by us like that just became so much less plausible the more i thought about like what do you mean just the fact that we have all come from the same thing and like we are all a part of like the same uh, existence essentially but somehow to just think that we are incapable of like there's like some intangible thing that can never be reached from person to person like no matter what didn't make it sense to less me. okay i understand seem less possible it made more sense to me is that yeah is that uh you know there is no identity whatsoever like no person has their own identity like you're like there's nothing that you were born with that made you Adrian. There's something that you were born with that made you Carlos. Like, yeah. you turn into these people via interacting with other people. So, like... Nature and nurture. Yeah. So, so like, you're a little learning on more on that, of your, whatever's around you. Yeah, well, like, it, I think it just makes more sense, because, like, that guy who's just, like, by himself has never talked to anyone in his life, you know? Like... So it wasn't in your DNA to, to be a certain way. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I actually kind of disagree with that, because there are a lot of things that are that were predisposed to you in your DNA. Like, I, I, I don't think it's just nurture. I think it's both. That's the argument I'm making right now. Because there are a lot of things in your DNA that make you predisposed or make you, let's say, uh, you'll have uh, uh, more fluctuation in, in moods, like more fluctuation in brain chemistry. That's like coded into your DNA. Specific um, diseases that you'll develop, which are obviously going to affect your behavior. Specific mental disorders that you're likely to, to have and all that sort of thing. Yeah, so I don't all, think you're, that's I don't think you're blank your, slate uh, at birth. That's all just a part of your body, though, right? Like, I mean, I guess it depends what you think of as you, you know? <laughs> well, how about how about this, then? Um, if I give you a scenario, like, let's say, like, these two parents, like, they're, like, they're pretty much saints, right? But for some reason, they had a child, and they both died, and this child was raised in, a, in like, in a, like a, a, a city where everyone's a criminal and like you're saying is that child gonna be screwed yeah is that is that child gonna grow up to be a murderer or a thief or most likely based on like what we observe in human behavior but like there's always that chance that he's just gonna keep fighting it here here's the example i wanted to bring out is that imagine uh, a mother a puppy or um, a dog 
and she gives birth to like three puppies and they're raised like in the same the same home given the same food <laughs> a mother who's also a dog sorry i meant, I meant <laughs> she decided she identifies as a dog oh, i just met a female dog she gives birth to she gives birth to three puppies they're put in the same like given the same food treated the same way those three puppies are not gonna be like clones of each other they're gonna have different personalities and right. some of them are gonna be more playful some of them are gonna be more angry mm. some of them's gonna be less obedient and i think that is i think that in my opinion is enough proof that personalities to some ex extent is decided within your dna but overall nurture is more i mean to an extent yeah but yeah because they're dogs because they don't have Right, but I'm saying, I'm saying they're just as that that if that logic applies to them, it applies yeah. to us. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're disconnected from ours in that in this argument because we're both mammals. I mean, there's also the way to say how they interact with each other, though, that dictates that, you know. Right, but if they're not clones of each other, then they'll be reacting differently. So, like, if that one is more angry and that one's more happy, the one that's angry is going to always see the happy dude. The one that's happy is always going to see the angry dude. They're going to develop different experiences because they're different puppies. But, yeah, that, that's exactly, like, something happened to make them that way. Like, the second you are a separate entity from the thing beside you, no matter, even if you're, like, ten seconds old, one of you is going to walk to one side of the room, one of you is going to walk to the other, and that's going to start change, different perception. You're going to walk to the other side of the room, you're going to see something else. You're, you could see something that sets your whole uh, sure. thing off, you know? Sure, that's fair to say. Like, there's no, like, I feel like there's no limit to how much things can affect us. Or how how much things can change. We don't know the limit, yeah. Yeah. Like, it seems... As far as I can tell, it seems limitless. Like, I can't imagine a point where that stops or starts. Like, it just seems like that's always what it is. Yeah, because yeah. for the sake of the argument, there's an infinite different possibilities of lives you could live. Yeah. Like, there's there's uh, every the entire life of Carlos, and then there's the entire life of Carlos where he touches this book in a certain way. There's the entire life of Carlos where he flips the book upside down. There's an entire life of Carlos where he doesn't look at the book, he looks at the other yeah, side yeah. of the room, and that just keeps going for infinity. And five of them, he dies five seconds later. But. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's why I like the whole idea of like multiverse and stuff like that. Just, it blows your mind, because if... Because it's, it's, like, it's like saying, if there are other universes that are functioning differently than us, then this is like on a course. That's what that's implying, sort of thing. But do you believe the whole, like, the good and the evil will balance itself out like the whole like what like what like what happens if like hitler was a good guy kind of thing is there something like an e equal balance of evil that's supposed to happen outside of that or like or let's say if you killed hitler before he even rose to power would there be something good uh i think like the good, the good evil thing in general is like super subjective. I was about to say, I think this entire conversation is just subjective and human opinion. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, like, going forward, that's obviously, from human perception, you look at Hitler and you're like, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> because he's... <laughs> that's one way to put it. Because he's, uh, you know, he's inflicting harm, uh, you know, he's inflicting harm on other human beings and it's unfair and it's cruel and it's like, of course, in any situation where we see uh, human beings with harm inflicted upon us, that's, like, obviously, and we're, like, treated unjustly, it's always, for us, going to be a negative 
thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I don't know, I guess in the scheme of the universe, it's like... That's not... The universe, like, things are happening in the universe, and there's no... It doesn't really decide what's good or bad. Right, we know? gave it value. We gave it the value of evil. We gave it the yeah. value of not having Just by our existence, because, like, it, our existence is the only thing we can really pin, pin the value on. So, yeah. like, we can only see like stuff that like dictators do as bad you know like yeah. that's our only that's our only option just based on like like i don't know like i mean obviously you have the option to not care but instinctually that's going to be your reaction but the universe doesn't the, give a shit like, no no yeah, like, why would it it doesn't have to yeah i mean it's nothing's telling it to give a shit <laughs> yeah i mean like you know nothing surrounding it that's a that's not affected by it it's like like a plant who's like in the vicinity of like a, a battleground or whatever like and if it if it remains untouched like it doesn't care what happened it's not affected by what yeah. happened you know and to that i say i think that's kind of beautiful that we can take this universe that's just like full of rocks and gas and we can look at this thing which a life form did and killed six million other life forms and we can look at that and go that's an evil thing that's that's not good i think it's beautiful that we can prescribe value to that because that's something only humans can do as far as we know only humans can prescribe value to this action and this action and i yeah. think that's like the universe at work i don't know spreading I, its wings i don't know if it was you who brought it up that hu humanity in general is just one big virus to the mother earth and eventually we're like a parasite. We just yeah, we, yeah. we beat out every other species, which has happened in previous extinctions. Like the Earth has gone through four mass extinctions in its history, yeah. and uh, in most of those, it was like a natural disaster, like a like a meteor or a tsunami that like destroyed all the animals, and only small life forms in the sea existed. But in this case, like we are just the next step before the next mass of. of um, extinction if there is one or if we make it to other planets so we're just another step of so you think humanity will eventually cease I don't know. to exist oh I mean, species if we don't get off this planet then yeah we're gonna I mean, go they'll, they'll I mean, rationally, it rationally makes sense that it would end at some point you know yeah <laughs> but i mean well, that's the thing like earth preservation stuff and whatnot like all this like obviously it's important again it's important to us because it directly affects us as yeah. a species right yeah but the whole thing is implying that we have a like a right to be here or that we are uh, like deserve to continue yeah or that we have a or that we have a right to meddle in the affairs of what happens to earth because like you can make the argument that we're the ones who destroyed it but yeah ultimately the earth destroyed which, itself well it's true like we did destroy it but we are products of the earth and everything we've made is products of the earth like every road and car and emission is something that we've gathered from the earth like everything has always been here we've just started using it so like when people say like man-made stuff like what about what about something man-made isn't still natural if it's all from yeah if it's all that is from true. the same thing like it just seems like kind of like self-gratifying -gratif like masturbatory to be like we rose above the like natural world and created our own thing it's like we didn't do we created the atom bomb out of thin air yeah we just figured out how to <laughs> combine shit we didn't like we what? didn't create brand new things like this has just been what's been laid out for us. Yeah, nothing's given to us externally. And I think that's just human behavior. I think we're, we're instinctually driven to believe that we're above everything else because that's what's caused us to survive and above any other and species. And I think that's the thing that's comforting about religion and stuff, but it's like... 
yeah like that's like that is where people find that like uh like meaning is that like you know there is a divine purpose for us here but it's like and that's part of that optimistic nihilism thing yeah but that's also like why i really love rick and morty because the whole thing that they try to spit out is that once you find your purpose and you find that if it's meaningless and then you see his life as something is yeah that's not li- worth living yeah that's literally rick's character he's like seen the entire multiverse realize there's no meaning to any of it and is just fucking around in it basically like and he like yeah he, he yeah. won't care if someone dies because it's all like because he understands he's using it as his playground because he knows that like this is what's been given to him like this is all there is i agree for him to do so and that's like, why i think so it's that... kind of yeah it's kind of a crazy it's kind of a yeah it's kind of a crazy it's kind of an amazing character for like I this think... adult swim cartoon like you were born to die kind of thing or just no, it's just like, yeah, he just like sees everything and he's like, oh, like, there's nothing beyond what I am now. So, I'm so, just gonna do it. so why not just enjoy what I am now? I think he's the most liberated character I've ever seen, like, in a TV show, <laughs> in a movie. He's so just... I think everyone should watch that. Just, I feel like if everybody got the grasp of what really, not necessarily their purpose, more or less, but like, see the whole concept and the, uh, the idea of like all the things that we're fighting in this world, like, whether it be Trump as president or. <laughs> Or, or something minis- like minuscule, like ep- all troubles in this world, there's something so small to the greater grand scheme of everything. And like, if people realize this, I feel like, you know, there won't be, not necessarily no wars, but there'll be less arguments out there to make this world a better place for all of us to it's live open-mindedness. in. That video yeah. we just watched, I think everyone needs to see it. I, think I was just saying, I think, I think that knowledge is in the back of a lot of people's heads, or like, maybe not so much like the actual, like, uh, purposeful like understanding of it like they like really want to delve into it because like like you know the purpose of that video is to kind of of optimistic nihilism is to kind of curb the feeling of negativity that comes with the idea that nothing matters but Mm -hmm. like the fact is that for the majority of people that is really depressing thought and i get that because it's like (laughs) essentially just like anything you do doesn't matter whatsoever and like the the initial reaction is like fuck fuck that like that sucks <laughs> like like what am i doing you know like that's can depress so many people and so like, you have to prescribe meaning to these things to just like have you just feel like you have something and like when you are like so invested in something in that way just to avoid that it feels like you're uh kind of running away from something i you know? agree completely Where, whereas like if you embrace the fact you can with like the optimism you can embrace it and be like okay so nothing i'm gonna do matters now i'm gonna go and choose to care about what trump does because why shouldn't i yeah you know that guy that yells at you that yelled at me for not making his pizza right at whole foods like he needed to do that in order to feel like his life matters yeah he needed that but it's like maybe maybe he can really reach this like enlightenment or whatever and be like oh like no matter what i do like it's the same then he's like I had a lot of fun yelling at that guy, and he yeah. just continues yelling. <laughs> if, that, if that prescribed him meaning and that fulfilled him, then like, yeah. props to him, but still fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's the whole thing of empathy. It's like, I think as soon as people realize that, it becomes so much easier to be open and accepting and empathetic to people, you know? And like, that is where, like. I think that's yeah, the there's a of bit, there is a lot of harmony in that idea where it's like, I have no yeah. reason to hate this person because, like, they're just trying to exist. Yeah, because like, well, yeah, what can it really do to me? And then like, instead of seeing 
instead of seeing the factors in the world that are happening to you, instead of seeing instead of seeing your life as it happening to you, you can see it as like, oh, like I'm I am a active I'm an active participant in this. I'm not an observer who's having like these things thrown on me. I'm engaging with this world in the same way it's engaging with me. Yeah. And in that way, you can look at others instead of seeing the guy who's pissed you can be like oh he's probably pissed because of like this happened to him earlier and like this guy cut him off and like almost like got him killed and now he's like all freaked out in his car so now he's yelling at people because he's on edge and then you can like see that and you can like there's it's like a never-ending train like you go back and like see how so many people reacting are reacting to things you can see why they would feel that way and it's and like the anger or, or like annoying like the annoyance you'd feel for someone would be replaced with like uh, understanding and like just maybe even just like <laughs> wow <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> we both said it fuck yeah just like yeah or even just with like, a good general like love and acceptance of that person like I get why you're upset and like that sucks and I understand and I feel that too you know and like we're all just feeling the same fucking things from- I want to ask like when did you have that realization where like you fully understood that you're not the center of your own universe like there's this greater bigger world out there like for example for me personally um the the world to me like let's say like coming here to Canada right I, like that's when I fully grasped the idea of the whole school thing and what's around me because yeah. when I was in grades uh, from 6 to 8 I, my whole world was literally my neighborhood and my school right yeah. then moving onwards to grade 9 when you're going to high school oh your world is like tripled yeah oh your world is like tripled yeah it's tripled it's like not just my neighborhood <laughs> convenience store yeah, suddenly, you're, high school, suddenly you're allowed to walk in town and you're like yeah what like this? what is this place yeah. it's something new and big <laughs> yeah and it's like it's places you've seen driving in the car but have no context of yeah, and yeah. suddenly you're walking around these places yeah yeah yeah, yeah. your boundaries that's like, have just been that's definitely the first time you get that perspective at all I think is when you're like oh everything else yeah, yeah. but do you feel like everybody goes through that cause like after like yeah. leaving high school like going to college and just like holy shit I never knew Toronto was a bigger thing than my whole world yeah yeah like obviously like I, I did some traveling but my, but my, to me my world was that that town my, my school my job right but yeah as you grow up you realize that there's this bigger world out there how there's even greater things out there that's why I love looking at the stars because you see us as if you were, if you saw yourself looking down from the stars, you'd see like you really are something in, not necessarily insignificant, but you're like this little tiny, just a tiny of, part of the rest of the, yeah. the whole universe. Yeah. So, I think uh, was there a question? Were you asking a question? Yeah. When what, what, <laughs> when when did you realize that you know there's this bigger world at, at play? Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I I don't know if I can pinpoint like an exact time. Yeah. It's just been like over. Like, a lot of it's been outside of school, and, like, I think it's a thing that happens to everybody in some way. Like, like inevitably, it's unavoidable. Like, the more you interact with the world, the more you're gonna, like, realize... Unless you're homeschooled. <laughs> Unless you're homeschooled. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then home-lifed. But, uh... Yeah, what if you just... What if you're just raised in an incubator your entire life? You'll never have that realization. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I noticed a lot of people... I didn't go to university or college, so, like... I have a lot of friends that did, mm-hmm. and they're just graduating now, a lot of them. Yeah. And, you know, there there was, like, a period where, like, I couldn't identify with them as much just because, like, 
they were on this total different life cycle than I was. Like, it was kind of just like, you still have this structure and you still have this like place to be, you know? Whereas I was like just working and I was like, I could technically be anywhere. Like I'm working on my own stuff, but there's no real structure or order to it. There's nothing that makes it feel like this is something I have to be doing or whatever, you know? And so like, in that sense, I think I was able to think a lot more in general and I think I kind of came to these feelings a lot more just being on my own and kind of feeling adrift for a long time. Like just having the time to be outside of like a structure and just be experiencing what it's like to just have to be my, like literally being forced to be my own person in the world is like you're done school now you just have to exist and figure it out you know <laughs> now you have to work that nine to five for the rest of your life yeah and like <laughs> I, I did that like four years earlier than like like a lot of my friends so like yeah. i was very i felt really alone in that feeling it was pretty scary but like it let me me too it gave yeah it gave me like but it gave both of us probably like a lot of opportunity to think about what that meant and what yeah. that is you know that's exactly and, and that's funny because now it's been four years now and my friends are all like graduating this year or had graduated about like a month or two ago and now like a lot of the exact same like existential yeah. questions of like yeah like yeah like they leave school like they walk out the door and then it's like okay here's everything else <laughs> and it's like yeah like now i can feel this from all my friends this feeling i felt like four years ago of like what the fuck like what do i like now what like what is all of this you know? yeah but now you can ride the wave with them though so yeah, yeah. now it's great yeah. now, now, <laughs> like, yeah. now i'm like connecting with them on like a level i haven't done and like or like ever and now it's like wow like but you have the experience so yeah i think that's kind well, like, of like not thing. not that my experience has made me so much wiser than anybody and your, your right bubble really expanded like, faster than theirs did yeah and that's earlier the thing. earlier than theirs yeah and that's the thing it's not that i've reached some thing that like i'm special for reaching this thing so it's that i reached no. it i reached it at a different time than most people will you yeah know? and then like an existential crisis and stuff or like a midlife crisis like that's people who just realize way too late yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like, like <laughs> it's too late to make a change yeah. here and there but yeah like, like if it doesn't happen in this area of your life like but, before you but that like sucks because you know if you wanted to pursue passion your passion your craft and it's just like oh you're saying it's too late i don't I'm just terrible. well it's, it's never just, it's not it's necessarily never too late but yeah. i'm just saying though like with the whole midlife crisis thing it's just like it's more it, difficult it's, when you're in a position where you've like had to start a family and stuff like that's why like, like where a lot of people are in that yeah, situation. yeah yeah they already root themselves into something that they don't yeah really like they've es- they've established a life that does bear a lot of responsibility which you know i have like the comfort of not not having yes, any experience. And I would like to <laughs> yeah. stay that way for the rest like to yeah. stay that way for the rest of my yeah. life. But when it comes to that though, I really wish for people like they don't have resentment or regret that their life has come to that. Yeah. Right? But like you can still take the time to do what you love and still do your day to day basis if just you're just willing to yeah. do those things for your happiness, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Like the perception that it's too late or like you missed a chance or whatever is still just a self made like prison or whatever that like there was a perfect time to do it and now it's gone like like there's not there's no door closing for you like, yeah. like no one no one's ever t- no one's ever gonna tell you you can't start doing something like you're closing the door for yourself yeah like like you wanted to write novels and like you never did and then you do in your 60 right one of the best novels ever and you send it to someone they're not gonna be like no you're too old this is gra- exactly this is, this is you're gra- too old this for is this. the best book i've ever read but we can't publish this yeah. the time passed for you yeah 
Like that's that's it's such a self-made thing where it's like you've just like you don't have the energy to expend on it anymore. But that's you choosing where to put that essentially. I think that's that's where it's where people like put their fear on is that they <laughs> I, mean, I don't know I'm not they lose <laughs> they lose the concept of time or like I don't have time anymore to do these things because they take more into consideration of like oh I need more sleep for, need more sleep so that already takes up like half my day kind of thing I need to work so that takes up the other portion of my day and now I need to eat or whatever so where's my time for this and that and I guess what I'm trying to get to is that they don't see the importance of time that literally if you space everything out and like devote yourself to specific time slots in your day or your week that you're still able to do these things what you want to do right so if there's one currency of value if there's one currency that you could attribute to every person that they have the one thing you have in this existence is time and it's limited that's all yeah. you have yeah, like by definition you don't have anything else yeah well it's like the like the monetary value of things like is always is always changing like it's based on a market that's always fluctuating and you're always going from jobs that are fluctuating you know but it's like yeah time's only going in one direction so yeah. like you're always losing it <laughs> like yeah. every second you're that's losing that's why I was laughing with that right. video when it showed that like um, the you have nine, how yeah. many weeks you have left um, I actually have those, that. those always make me feel like shit yep. <laughs> yeah no it's a, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing too because I have Here, one in my room to it's like here's, to here's all the weeks you've wasted so far yeah like 25 <laughs> weeks you see like it's only, it's your, your third of your lifespan already done yeah. well we, like you, I mean I, I say wasted but even that's subjective I was gonna so, say like, exactly like, like what have I like what was I supposed to do that I haven't done in that sense I guess yeah I've spent a lot of, like that's I spent a self-made thing. The last two, three years of my life, uh, I've spent a lot of that time, like past midnight, playing games with friends or watching movies and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't believe that was a waste. Like I had a blast. I will never look back at those moments and go, I don't, I regret doing yeah, this. Yeah, all those. I'll people, never regret that. Yeah, and you met all these people that shaped you and shaped your experience. I just, and, it now, was, yeah. and now you're this person that you're happy with because of that. So why? Yeah, no reason to regret yeah, so it. Yeah, so like, what, like, what is the real waste? Like, like, what, like, what is the preferred right thing that like the universe wants you to have done? You know. But that's the mentality yeah. you, need, you need to have. You need to have the mentality of um, creating purpose for yourself. Anything, any, any, yes, but anything you're doing at any given moment, don't consider consider it waste. Don't look at your life and go, okay, next week this things will change. Like my life's gonna be different in a year. I'll have this and this. Everything's gonna be. Better. Don't have this projection. That goodness is only in the future. Like believe yeah. that it exists. Yeah, now. like you're on your path to happiness. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Make decisions that you well, want to do now that benefit you. Yeah. So you won't have regrets. That's the thing I have a hard time reconciling though. Is like the whole Buddhism thing of like the like suffering is the past and the future. Like I have I can reconcile the past like pretty well. And be like okay, that's fine, you know. But yeah. to like there's to an extent I want to not worry about the future. But then, on an, another hand... Instinct I, kicks in. Well, yeah, there's a whole other part of, like, if I don't plan anything, I'm not going to do anything. You'll just you know? die. <laughs> so it's like, there, it has to be a middle yeah. line where I am planning things. It's like, you have to... You have to do, you do have to make a path for your life, but it can't be... You can't be hinging your uh, existence on this perceived future, I guess, is be, the idea. 
Yeah, like, you can't be like, enveloped by it. Like moving forward and consistently being like engulfed in the future and the same thing, I guess. Don't be obsessed with making a better future. Like appreciate yeah. what you have now. Yeah, well. yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's obviously easier said than done. But uh, that's obviously easier said than done. It's yeah. like, I'm no, pretty sure. I, for... I haven't done it at all. <laughs> it's like, it's no, so I, I feel like, no, but that's, that's the thing, though. The reason why it's easier yeah. said than done is because you yourself have to experience that you're that your own path like what works for you right yeah like for me personally yes uh i love planning for the future and like this is what i want to hit these are my goals but like yeah, yeah. you gotta understand <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand right. that like you still have to enjoy your life the way there like yeah it's great it's good to plan on the great grandest things it's just you just learn have to learn to enjoy every step of the way as well yeah like, I- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this, Carlos. Yeah. That you you have that list, right? Yeah. Uh, if you were, let's say, right now, like hypothetically, right now you're on your deathbed. You're 83 years old. Uh, let's say terminal. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna live let's, till 64. Whatever, whatever. You're 83 years old. You have terminal let's cancer. Let's just say a cool 100. Be optimistic. Okay. <laughs> okay. 101. You're on your deathbed. 101 years old. Terminal cancer, incurable. You'll be gone within two days, guaranteed. You look at your list. Half of it has not been finished. What do you think? I say, fuck it, man. (laughs) What's your your emotion in that moment? Well, obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously I'm not there. He's not on his deathbed with half of his gold. How could he know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I'd make it it so like, because my my way of thinking now is that if, let's say if I do have something big in mind and I don't hit it, yeah. I want to let it affect me that deeply. Hopefully. Like, oh, well, oh, that's what I hope for everybody else too. But like, if if it do, like if it does, then I say that like the plan didn't work out or whatever. I just say, hey, maybe maybe it wasn't meant to be, right? But hey, I've I, but yeah. to know that I've done everything that I could to work up to that point and say that I did everything then that's the most like that's the happiest I could be like, at, at least I know I worked my way up to that specific thing yeah and it's also not letting failure be the end of something too it's like okay that that this particular thing didn't work out now it's time to go to the next thing and no matter what the experience was with what, what came prior it's gonna improve the next endeavor essentially you know this is gonna be a bit of a naive uh, like oversimplification. I think that's what this whole podcast is about. I know. Like, <laughs> what pretty much got on topic, but what I'm about to say is a bit of a naive oversimplification, but I think it's like a I think it's a great packaged expression of this whole feeling. So I would okay, look at okay. that that moment where I'm on my deathbed I and and you die and you like I would look at that whole hypothetical as a video game, you know? Where like you played it you didn't finish everything, or maybe you lost. The game is over. Didn't get that but platinum. That, but that doesn't mean, <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean that you didn't have fun. Like as long as you had fun playing the fucking video game, it doesn't matter if you lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you didn't lose. It, I mean, you you <laughs> define like, your. No, values. I mean, like, yeah, I'm like that's the thing. It's like, like even in that perception, it's like yeah, you didn't finish everything. You still got to the end, like you did it, like right. Win or lose, like that's your definition. But you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You know when you're talking about that, I was just thinking about like the whole like just small portion of uh, Rick and Morty when they talked about the life of Roy. Roy, Morty Morty was just living that thing. Fucking love that. Like you lived your whole life in a matter of DMT trip. Yeah. But like after you die, you just have this whole emotion of like, oh, your life just are done. But you're you have the realization that your life has ended. 
and uh, it's just your wife and children that you had in that game are gone. Yeah, yeah. But, like it impacted Wait, you so much. To to what he was talking about, how your life is pretty much just a game, right? Right. But a lot of people use that metaphor. I think that life is, <laughs> or the simile that life is a lot like a video game because I think there are a lot of you never similar... know what you're gonna get. <laughs> That's it, right? Life is like <laughs> a video game. Or is that or to the Matrix? When we die, we actually wake up. That's a cool, hopeful way of looking at that. Well, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, ready to get into that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Enter the no, Matrix. I'm ready to get into it. It's like, if, if this is a Matrix, is inconsequential to my experience right now. Because, like, even if it's a Matrix, if I have to experience it, I still want to enjoy it, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, if I have to be here, even if I know it's a Matrix, like, what even is if it? if this whole life is a lie, yeah. just a giant... What if, what if you found out if it was a Matrix, but, like, you couldn't do anything like about it? Like, you couldn't leave. You still had to be in it. Then, like, it wouldn't make a difference. You're like, okay, I guess I'll just do my thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> if you found out that this whole life is a lie, but you weren't allowed to die, you Yeah, like, okay, but, but it's, like, it in that thing. Like, the whole, like, life is... That thing. Like, the whole, like, life is still like a joke like the cosmic joke you i know? love so, the cosmic joke so it's the same thing like if, it, it like it like treat it as a, if it is a simulation like don't go murdering people is like i mean if you want i mean i just the whole concept I, of GTA. I hate that i hate this thing of like if there is no rules like people like murders would be running around and stuff as if like every single person upon desires to... yeah upon realizing like, there's no consequences every single human being has a desire to murder someone suddenly as if like i've never had the inclination to kill someone but the second know, the that? second there's no cops i'm like oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played grand theft auto yeah, of course. Like that's the only reason why I even got the game was to start killing people, you know. Just yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's to live my life vicariously <laughs> in a way that I never <laughs> would. You it's, know? Yeah, it's comical like... and funny to kill someone in GTA. It's not comical and funny to stab <laughs> yeah. your friend in the face. You know, what my initial thought was like, <laughs> oh, you, kill, you killed somebody in real life, and you you and you'll see a floating amounts of like cash just floating. After you <laughs> well, that's that's the intention. You see a star show up in the top right corner. What's the star? Like you mean, for me, like if that's the case for like if it were in the Matrix, I wish my user would uh, spend some no, real cash money user. for in <laughs> real cash money for in-game currency for right now. I heard I heard this uh, great thing where you can uh, replace the word God in the Bible with uh, the programmer. Oh, <laughs> and like, and then like change a bunch of keywords to like a lot of like computer terms, and it becomes like the most. Uh, it suddenly becomes the most plausible explanation of the creation of like the Matrix <laughs> ever. <laughs> I want to. I want to check this out. It was Duncan Trussell. For some reason, I was thinking of uh, reboot. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Scariest. That was a that was a show. That was an uncanny valley type of show. Oh my god. Yeah. It was like it was like animation was like a year away from getting uh What year? Like watchable, I feel like. What year was that in? Like nine late nineties? Yeah, something like that. It's like it's like it, it's it felt like it was like so close to animation being yeah. like watchable and good, but like it was like two weeks behind. Yeah. <laughs> two weeks after it got canceled, animation came really great. Toy Story was nineteen ninety nine, and that was like a multi million project. Yeah, like and even in there, the characters look terrifying. Yeah, reboot is like the uh, feels like the rough drafts of like <laughs> rough draft. of like an animated movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
spook. So scary. Spookified. Yeah. What were we talking about at all with this podcast? <laughs> what was the point we were trying to make? Well, I was going to Okay, so what's the topic you wanted to get into? Oh, <laughs> no, but I, I, feel, I have a feeling you have touched upon it. We had a topic? <laughs> you, you touched upon it. I think like, now's a good time to get into it properly. No, no, you, you definitely <laughs> stated that it's about perception and how we perceive things and... Yeah, how everybody just sees the world differently. and uh... Well, that's what I thought was so amazing when you brought up the fact that you kind of feel like uh, everyone, every single human being objectively experiences life differently. You'll never, quote unquote, be in their same shoes. Yeah. But well, you can ne- get as close as possible and yeah. you can use art to get as close as possible, like decoding the message kind of thing. Like every, if every human being is on, an, is on, a, a, on a... If every human being is on an island, deserted island, the only way you can bridge the islands is just by like trying to connect with art and community. That's well, I don't even see it as like bridging people. It's like I, th- like I don't know. Like this is just my idea. Now it just feels like, uh, like not my specific idea, but an idea that I relate to. Okay. It's it seems more like uh, using things like like art or any way you can kind of express your perspective or whatever is like not so much a way of bridging that gap but it's a way of for me reminding people that there is oh we're not that different yeah like there's like there's nothing in between us like this is it right here like you know like i I like that that's a cool perspective well yeah it's like it's a reminder there's nothing in between us but there's also what you mentioned there's something that connects us whether it be religion or music that we're into or video games we're into or whatever we're into that's what connects us together yeah so yeah i don't don't even know like this is what i was saying before like like it just seems like (laughs) what what (laughs) like it's it really seems like uh uh like it's all just like like at all, all this, like like at all all the things we're doing like because we can only see our own perspective you know it's so easy to think that like this is my reality and like my reality is different from this person's you know or whatever but it's like we know that like we can both experience like similar similar emotions if not the exact same emotions yeah, you it's know? not like, you versus the rest of the world it's not me yeah. versus them like have you heard us like a song like a song lyric or something that expresses like it doesn't say it's not like explicit in what it's talking about like whatsoever but it says something that resonates with you so clearly like it feels like it's touched upon this feeling that you thought was this totally intangible feeling yeah like something like something you've never been able to express in your head to yourself before but you hear it in the song and you're like oh that guy knows exactly what that feeling is you thought you were the only one yeah and the second that happened you're like oh i'm not the only one that feels this i'm not the only one that's uh alone in that experience and then that and i feel like that is like a proof alone that's like no one no one is singular in their going through the world in that sense my first time learning about the word existentialism i was like oh that's what that's called i had been (laughs) feeling that my entire life oh yeah growing up as a child and someone's like man you feeling or like this this, i see in a tv show some 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 existentialism i'm like what i look it up and i'm like oh my fucking god everyone (laughs) understands oh yeah that feeling of why everything here you go yeah For me, as stupid as it sounds, it's it's every time I see a plastic bag drifting through the wind. 
<laughs> American Beauty. <laughs> no, I think he's referring Katy, to Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. Uh, wow, <laughs> I never feel. I just heard that song today. Yeah. <laughs> Connected on this plane. See, that's like Connected. that's supposedly like serendipity and and uh, and like coincidence. It's just you know being once you're connected. Once you realize how connected you are with people in that sense, you start seeing serendipity and coincidence in like yeah. any situation, you know? Because we look for patterns. Yeah, it was like as soon as you feel like connected, or as soon as you understand that you're not separate from someone, you can suddenly, or separate from anything, not just someone, like the world, the universe, if you want. You can you start know? to notice certain Yeah, I remember oh, my favorite. No, never mind. No, no, tell it, tell it. <laughs> my, I was going to say, my favorite uh, serendipity moment in my life was, like, I was listening to this Bitches Brew song. Miles Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was, like, and I was, like, it's, like, this 30-minute song, and, I like, and, like, I, I listened to it, like, like, a lot. Like, I've listened, I'd listened to it, like, like, a ton in that, in that time period. And, like, so I was, like, okay, I'm just going to take a break from this song. And so, like, I stopped at this, like, like, part, like, halfway through the song. And uh, I put on this podcast instead, and there's this guy talking about this like story that happened to him, and like whoever edited it put in like a bunch of like different sound cues and stuff for dramatic points, and literally the exact same point that I stopped Bitches Brew on, uh, there was a th- point he said within 10 seconds of me turning it on, and uh, that exact same moment of Bitches Brew uh, like s- started playing in the podcast. And I and I was sure that like my phone was malfunctioning, and then I realized I was listening to on my iPod, and then I took it out to play to play the pocket on my phone. I'm like, that just like (laughs) that just like transcended like. This is like a thirty minute song too. Yeah, and it was like the very like it's a repetitive part, but it only happens like in the first like five minute like five to ten minutes. Yeah. And like it happened like like right there. Holy shit. Literally within like ten seconds, it was crazy. What was that feeling like? Was that like, to me? No, go it was on. just it was just like I just became. I was just like I just dipped into the collective consciousness right now. That's I'm, what it I'm felt part like. of the universe. Yeah, now. I, I can't be discluded in participating in the universe right <laughs> that, now. Yeah, That's that, how yeah. I would feel. I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm in this now. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's, uh, oh, we're all thinking on the same wave right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops, we're all, yeah. You know, I was like, like my s- small experience with mushrooms has just kind of been all that, just realizing like, oh, like I'm not, I'm not a, like a separate part of anything. Like, yeah. I, like I, I am not a thing of my own that has like that has no uh, relation to like the world around me. You know. Yeah, that thought blows my mind too, because the first time we did it. There was that point that I described for like three hours where I felt like we were all on the same train of thought. Yeah, we all felt like the same high. There was there was this point where like like I would try to say something and like I like would be really passionate. Like I would really believe what I was saying for a second. Like I would really believe what I was saying for a second, and like. But because I was so high, I would like stumble on my words so much I could not like I couldn't articulate properly at all. And like I would be like, ah, oh, fuck! I would kind of give up on it. And then like Adrian would be like, no, no, no! I know what you're saying. Like he would start the same thing and try to build on it, and you would build on it. But then he would do the exact yeah. same thing, and then like Naomi would jump in. Someone and say, else would pick the words. Yeah, yeah. Back and up. so it would literally go from person to person. It went for like an hour or so. And like, I, like during that time, I just started. I was like laughing. So I was like, I the feeling crossed my mind where I was just like, there's no way 
we aren't the same person. That's the feeling That's I thought. That's exactly <laughs> what I felt. <laughs> like, there's no way we aren't the same thing right now. That's actually how I felt. I was like, I'm not a single-minded Very person. Weird. We are a hive mind, and I can't butt out of this. I can't jump. It's impossible. It's not in my yeah. control. Yeah. Imagine if all humanity was like that. We just all get each other at the same time. That would be insane. And, well, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think it's not an inaccessible place. Like, it's, it's not exclusive to psychedelics, that feeling. It's just, like, psychedelics is just a nice gateway, like, a nice, like, introduction to it, kind of, in a way. I think Woodstock is an example of a group of people that try to make that happen. Let's try to get everyone on the same exact page. Yeah. I mean, I think right some, now. People, some people took it way too far, I think. Yeah, but you get what <laughs> yeah. I mean, though? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a big rally like that. Oh, well, just... yeah, that whole era, yeah, it was like... I get it. <laughs> I get what they wanted. Yeah. For sure. And I think that was their attempt at unifying the world, I think. I think philosophies of that era and maybe Bob Marley's <laughs> kind of train of thought attempts to unify everyone. I think there's so much more truth in that than people give credit. I think some people laugh and I go, oh wow, unifying the human race? Yeah, real fucking cheesy. I think people look at that message and laugh because well, they don't believe in it. And I think well, that's sad. It's not even that they don't believe in it. I feel like everyone... I don't know, you could say you could say to anybody that, you know, we're all part of the universe and, like, I think everyone will always be like, yeah, yeah, I know, like, obviously that's, like, true. Like, that's a fundamental fact, but it's not something that resonates that personally resonates yeah and it's like it's because of that era and all that stuff it's like it's been said so much and said it like uh so many different iterations that the fact of saying it has become like a cliche in its own sense yeah and but the frustrating thing is about cliches is that the reason they're said so much is because they're absolutely true yeah. like every cliche i can think of like every like stupid saying or whatever like is uh, like fundamentally like true, but it's, I like, have a great but it's because it's so cliche that it like it loses meaning for a lot of people. I have a great example for that. Think of any corny like love message you can say to someone like, "Oh, you are my heart. You are my everything." No one will say that, or sorry, people will say it, but it's gonna have like that cliche undertone. But the reason, like you said, that the reason that whole statement exists is because that's a real human emotion that people have. Like, you are my heart. You are my everything. People <laughs> so feel that. But so they can't... realize, like, oh, I'm his everything. That guy's <laughs> fucking crazy. And <laughs> 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 then you realize you're with someone super obsessive and it's not a cliche. <laughs> yeah. Or that. Or that. I mean, both are equally likely. <laughs> Just flip a coin. I had to do the sound effect and everything. <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, transcending this uh, audio medium. I was gonna say it's for the, <laughs> it's for the people at home who well. want to know what a flipping a coin sounds like that they don't have anything on them. I guess from there, like yeah, you know. we gotta close it off. Come on, continue after that, man. Oh come on! Honestly, there's no bouncing back from this. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, any closing thoughts Adrian closing thoughts I think that video I think everyone that exists needs to watch that video because it just it's like the perfect like I don't I don't care about religion I don't think religion provides enough answers to be fulfilling but like I don't I'm not bashing on people that are fulfilled from religion but I think that video 
will fill in the role of the Bible. I think that video was going to be like so much more. Sounds like you're starting a cult. I might start an <laughs> optimistic nihilism cult. Called so, so, what, what, so it's on YouTube. What what video do you have to search for? Uh, right. So it's a video called Optimistic Nihilism by this YouTube channel called Kurzgesagt. But since that's impossible to spell, it would have been great to reference that. It would have been great to reference that a while ago too. <laughs> well, we're referencing it now, so you're hopefully to, they stick you're around. You're gonna have to put to it in the intro. Listen, yeah, I will. Put, put like a soundbite or something. <laughs> it's spelled K U R Z. That's okay. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be in the intro. <laughs> yeah, it'll be there. G E S A G T. I'll definitely put it down in the, in the description. What about you, for you? Closing. Closing thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have fun out there. Don't don't let a bunch of guys recording a podcast tell you what to do. <laughs> like yeah, with that said, man, we're just trying to hear yeah. the, to create conversation. We, yeah. we would love to hear your thoughts. Or so. do let them. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. Like just uh, yeah, control your own life. Nice. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Because you can. There's no reason you can. And the host, Mr. Carlos, closing thoughts. Oh, nothing really. I just thanks again for listening in. And, uh, I really appreciate it. Maybe I'll have these two guests again. Probably. Or maybe it's not after that coin thing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Agent secretly wants to be a regular. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be his gimmick. Every single one. Uh-oh. Did you hold it up? No. That's so funny. Did you hold it up? Okay. Yeah, that was good. Thank you guys for listening on to that podcast. If you really like that kind of style, let me know on Twitter at Benedict Carlos, uh, maybe even send me a suggestions on what topic we should talk about next. And uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you have a great day.